The purpose of this podcast is solely for patient education. It is not intended to evaluate, diagnose, treat, or cure disease. Views expressed are those of the podcasters and not their affiliate. Any medical questions or concerns should be addressed by the listener's physician or care provider. Listening to this podcast does not constitute a patient-physician relationship between the listener and the podcaster. We do hope the podcast can help enhance the listener's own medical experience. Welcome to the first episode of Everything Your Doc Wants You to Know, but doesn't have time to tell you. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform about health matters affecting adults. From latest research updates to tips on navigating the health system and everything in between. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Lindsay. And we're both practicing physicians. We'll give you a little background about ourselves. All right, I'll start. Um, I'm Lindsay. I uh, went to medical school at Creighton in Omaha, Nebraska, and then went on to internal medicine residency training at Barnes Jewish Hospital, Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, where I also did a year geriatric fellowship training, and then uh, moved to my current position as a clinical outpatient physician in a, in a large um, outpatient internal medicine practice, where I also... Um, educate medical students and residents uh, as part of a residency training program as well as a fellowship program. And I'm Kirsten. I went to medical school at the University of North Dakota. I did my residency in internal medicine at the University of Minnesota. I spent an extra year there as a chief resident and then I joined my current practice where I've been for over seven years um, seeing patients in private practice and then I'm spent a good portion of my time involved in teaching residents as well. I'm on faculty for the local medical school and um, enjoy trying to recruit our residents to primary care. It's a hard job. It is. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> a future podcast. That's right. <laughs> Outside of work, um, I have a wonderful husband and four children. In my, quote, free time, I like to explore the outdoors, jog, and I play bassoon. I'm also married to a wonderful man with two kids and um, enjoy spending time traveling, being outdoors, whether it's at the lakes, uh, running. I have a new exercise passion, biking. Yeah. I was fortunate to meet Lindsay when I started at my practice. She'd been there for a little while already. And we decided just to brainstorm ideas outside of work. We'd been meeting for coffee every other week or so and talking about how we can best reach our patients and um, spread the word for better health. Yeah, I think we both have the experience where we end up saying the same information many times a day and thought we could just tell everybody <laughs> in a, in a larger, at a larger scale and just inform people. And so that's, that's where this idea came about. And hopefully with this podcast, we can, um, because we have the time to do it, we can go into a little more depth than what you'd maybe have time to spend with your own physician. And we are looking for listener questions and ideas too, because we're happy to pick topics that interest you that we can um, go again, delve into and provide more information than what you may have been able to get so far. Yeah, I think we'll, we can have um, maybe groups come in to answer questions on occasion, because I know... Um, at my book club, they always enjoy picking my brain for, for different questions and, and learning things. And so we bring that that here to the table, too, as well as um, just things that will help make your doctor's appointment, your doctor's visit go more smoothly and efficiently. 
Yeah, this is really about the patient experience and kind of what information we know from our perspective that would help enhance your experience. There's lots of changes in the physical exam that cause people frustration or patients frustration just because we don't do certain items of the exam anymore and they feel cheated. So we'd give ideas behind the reasoning um, and we, just have time to time to educate you on why we recommend the things we recommend. Exactly. Then also talk about things that we hear about from patients every day in the office. I I don't think a day goes by when somebody talks to me about some aspect of aging that they were surprised about or don't feel like they were fully prepared for. And because we get to hear about these things on a daily basis, we can pass this information on to you. Right. It's things to us that aren't surprising, but it's always surprising how you all do not speak to each other when you're experiencing the same things. So you think you're alone when really you're not. Things you're going through are a very much a common experience. And so we're going to help try to um, open the doors and talk about some of these things that normally you don't hear about. Exactly. Um, we'll try to bring evidence base and latest changes in practice and research. Yeah. One cool thing about internal medicine is that our training and our practice is really based on research. And so we try to stay up to date on the latest research and we will try to pass that information on to you. And I think... A frustration on our side is how the media portrays different things in medical care that seem one-sided, and we like the time to, to try to give the whole picture. Absolutely. So one thing we thought would be interesting for this episode, um, just so that you kind of know more about our background and what our training is like, is to talk about the difference between training for various medical specialties as well as some of the people that we work with, such as the advanced practice providers. Um, until I went through medical school and training, I didn't really have any idea what internal medicine was. And so we'll spend a little time talking about that initially and then just help you um, understand what the difference is between us and, say, family medicine or some of the other um, medical providers that you may see. Right. So uh, most uh, physicians who practice in primary care, or I would say all physicians, I guess we'll start there, um, had to complete an undergraduate degree and get into a four-year um, medical school. And from there, you choose a residency program. And, and residents, you can be a surgeon, um, urologist, what are internal medicine, family practice, pediatrics. pediatrics. Those are all residency training. Obstetrics. Right. Yep. And this programs. is, we're referring largely to the United States training system. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and so we ch we both chose internal medicine. Um, interesting fact is that most your specialists come from internal medicine residency residency training. So internal medicine residency is a three year program um, where you work mainly in the hospital and some um, clinic experience uh, to take care of people with multiple chronic diseases. Right. And during that training time, we. Um when we trained, we had the opportunity, shall we say, to work 80 to 100 hours many weeks of our right. three years that we did training. And so it was hard work, but it gave us a lot of really good experience. Right. And all this under attending physicians, watch and guidance and an input, even though we were MDs at that point. So you get your medical degree after the four years of undergraduate or sorry, four years of medical school, and then um, are an 
officially a medical doctor, but you cannot train or you cannot practice until you've completed a residency program. Right. Yep. And then if you um, choose to go on to further training, that's where you become a subspecialist. So subspecialties of internal medicine include cardiology, endocrinology, rheumatology, gastroenterology, pulmonology, uh, critical care, yeah. sleep medicine, mm-hmm. um, any number of things. Right. Definitely ones. most of the specialists you see have gone through internal medicine training. So those of us who are practicing primary care internal medicine um, did our training, our three years of residency, and then joined a clinical practice or a hospital practice somewhere. Other uh, primary care residencies would be family medicine. And I think how they differ is obviously they're learning about pediatrics, which internal medicine physicians do not go into training on, as well as obstetrics, which we do not do. Right. So internal medicine is really focused on taking care of adults. So anyone over 18, we really, our training focuses a lot on patients with chronic medical conditions. Um, I think we get a lot of depth on chronic disease management and difficult patients. Family medicine focuses more on breath and the whole lifespan, um, but is doing less chronic disease management. Right. Because they had to learn all of pediatrics Mm -hmm. and obstetrics as well. Right. So the main chronic diseases that we treat day in, day out would be diabetes, hypertension, congestive heart failure, COPD, heart disease, high cholesterol, atrial fibrillation. Yeah, the list goes goes on, on. (laughs) goes on and on. So I think that's the the things that we're good at doing because we do it every day. Right. So a lot of patients um, wonder, you know, who is the right person for them to see? And it kind of goes back to your own health and um, the conditions that you have. If you're a healthy, young, middle-aged adult, you know, seeing family practice is great. We should also talk about advanced practice providers right. because they have a great role for this patient population as well. They do. Unfortunately, there's a huge shortage of clinical primary care physicians like ourselves. Um, and so to fill that gap, there's the nurse practitioners who has to get an undergraduate degree and become an RN where they are required to have two year, one to two years of experience before going on for either a um, master's or doctorate in nurse practitioner schooling, which is both in in classroom and some clinical training that can run. I think said two, that is two to four years in length. Right, and then the PA training program, so that's physician assistant training program, they require a four-year undergraduate degree, and then the PA program itself is a two-year program, again, generally two years, again, with um, some time in the classroom and some clinical experience during that time. And depending on the state you live in, will determine whether they can have independent practices or whether they have to work under a, a medical doctor. So again, getting back to kind of that population of relatively healthy, young to middle-aged adults, um, for those people, a nurse practitioner or PA might be a great clinician option for you. That being said, nurse practitioners and PAs can also work 
with um, more chronically ill patients as well. Lindsay and I both um, work on teams with advanced practice providers, and they really add great value to our teams. So back to um, internal medicine physicians, which we are, we certainly feel that um, we are the specialists in people who are aging with chronic medical diseases. We do, that's who we like to treat and, and what we're trained to do. And I think we're also the specialists in, in aging and geriatric patients. And so if you ha- are a younger adult who have concerns about aging parents, this would be the podcast for you because I think we'll give a lot of pearls in that area as well as um, even menopause and beyond. So I think we'll cover just a wide range of topics and um, bring you things that we feel you should know. Absolutely. We've got lots of exciting ideas here for the future podcast. So we uh, can't wait to get started. So every podcast, we're going to try to include a little healthy tidbit of something that we like. We try to um, practice what we are teaching our patients on a regular basis. And so that may include a healthy meal or exercise or some other thing that we are currently enjoying. So today, I think Lindsay has a good recipe that she just recently tried and found it to be successful. You want to talk about that? Yes, it was very good. It's a spiced chickpea stew with coconut and turmeric, and um, it was very easy to make. Where did you find it again, Lindsay? I had it come up on my feed, uh, Facebook feed, actually, but it was a link from the Today Show, um, and you you can find it just by Googling it. We'll also put a link to it at the end of our show here. It must have also been in the New York Times, because we get a link there. And I have to say, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. My kids um, did not like it. They thought the turmeric made the color quite disgusting. <laughs> but um, they did eat the chickpeas out, so they got their protein, healthy protein. And talk about turmeric. That's supposed to be pretty healthy, right? Right. There's even been a, a very small study recently that showed improvement uh, in aches and pain, so osteoarthritis pain. Um, So it's an anti-inflammatory. Something definitely good to add to our meals when we can. So what's the overall flavor like? Is it kind of an Indian-style food, or what would you describe it as? Yeah, I think it it has um, the whole base is a coconut milk base. Um, so it's, it's Indian cuisine, I would say. There's You can add as much spice as you like it. Um, so it could be spicy if you wanted it to be um, with um, red pepper flakes. Sounds good. And then you get your leafy greens from kale. Excellent. Excellent. So we will post that link for you so you can find that recipe. Try it out. I don't know about feeding it to kids, but it's worth a try anyway. <laughs> right. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, please feel free to email us at mail at everythingdoc.com. That's M-A-I-L at E-V-E-R-Y-T-H-I-N-G-D-O-C dot com. Send in your questions, comments, feedback, and if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear in future episodes, we'd love to hear those as well. We will not use your names on the show unless you explicitly give us permission to do so, so don't be shy about asking questions. We're certainly not going to give specific medical feedback, but 
If you have more general questions that we can answer, we'll be happy to do that. And uh, you can also contact us through our website at everythingdoc.com. Links from today's show can be found in our show notes for this episode on the website. Again, that's everythingdoc.com. And you can subscribe to the show if you're enjoying what you're hearing at Apple Podcast or Google Play. So next week, I think we've got a, another great show coming up. We are um, going to discuss what to expect at the annual exam. Yeah, I think it's, it's good information and um, something that will help you prepare for your, for your next uh, annual exam with your primary care physician. Absolutely. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening.